0: Bismillah wa alhamdulillah wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa ashabihi wa min walahu ba Welcome back to another installment of Quran Sundays. My name is Joe Bradford and today I want to talk to you about a verse that has two uh, iterations. Um, uh, one is mentioned in Surah al hijr Rabbi bima agwaytani uh, and in Surah Al-An'am, uh, Qala fa bima where Satan essentially says, Lord because you have misled me I am going to adorn and beautify everything in the earth for them, and I am going to mislead them all. Now, there are a few things that are going on in this verse, and the start. Let's take the the example from Surah al-Hijr. rabbi my Lord, bima because you have you have misled me." Shaitan here is essentially saying, I recognize Allah's lordship, but I'm still going to blame him for my inability to follow his commands. And essentially when a person blames others, whether that other be Allah, whether that other be their spouse, whether that other be their children or their parents or their friends, or their family or their coworkers or their boss, then they are essentially uh, living a contradiction. because you cannot uh, claim, as Shaitan does here, that so that Allah is your Lord, And then be distraught when you didn't follow His commands and fell into trouble. As the Prophet said, مَنْ وَجَدَ خَيْرًا فَلْيَحْمَدِ اللَّهِ وَمَنْ وَجَدَ غَيْرَ ذَٰلِكَ فَلَا يَلُومَنَّ إِلَّا نَفْسَهُ Whoever finds good, then let them praise Allah. And whoever finds other than that should blame no one but themselves. There's a concept called projection, psychological projection. And that is where we project our deficiencies, our mistakes, our problems onto other people. And so you say, because of X, I am Y, and therefore I will do Z. Because my father didn't hug me when I was young, I am a mean person, and therefore I will teach everyone else a lesson. Because I lost a soccer game when I was a child. I've never had fun in sports, and therefore I'm not going to let my kids play sports. A lot of other ways that you could look at that. Now, many of us, you know, part of living that contradiction of recognizing someone else's power over you, but then being upset and discontent with the result is very telling. Because in a, in essence, we are not recognizing the true and expansive knowledge, power, and wisdom of Allah. Otherwise, we would not be vindictive about the things that happened in our past. So in any given situation, you have to ask yourself, In this situation, am I being Allah or am I being, in any given situation, am I following what Allah wants me to follow? Am I being with Allah or am I being with someone else? Am I following what Allah wants or am I following something else? Am I being like Adam salam, or am I being like Iblis? Adam also was... Confronted about his past and the mistakes that he made. In Sahih al Bukhari, the Prophet said, Moses met Adam. And Adam said, You are Moses who took, who saved the children of Israel from Pharaoh. He said, Yes, and you are Adam who got us kicked out of Jannah. You are our father Adam who got us kicked out of Jannah. Qala. أَتَلُومُنِي بِشَيْءٍ قَدْ كَتَبَهُ اللَّهُ عَلَيَّ قَبْلَ أَنْ يَخْلُقَ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضَ بِخَمْسِينَ أَلْفَ سَنَةِ Are you going to blame me for something which God had written to happen 50,000 years before He created the heavens and the earth? So Adam won the debate with Moses. What's going on here? Adam is saying... Yes, I've made mistakes in my past. And I understand that because God is omniscient, He is all-powerful and all-seeing and all-hearing and all-knowing and all-wise, that He has destined for certain things to happen to me in my life, but those things happened in the past, they are not happening right now. They do not define me at this very moment. If they do define me, they only define me in the sense that I have learned from them, I have not lived in them. I have learned from them, I have not lived in them. So anytime we have difficulty in our life, the question that we should not be, or should we, the thing we should not be saying to ourselves, is we should not be saying it is so-and-so's fault, it is my boss's fault, it's my fault, Husband or my wife's fault, it's my mom or my dad's fault, it's my brother or sister's fault, it's my friend's fault, it's the community's fault, it's the elders' fault, it's whomever's fault. We shouldn't be saying those type of things. We should say to ourselves, what can I personally learn from this situation that will allow me to overcome anything that would get in my way in the future? Because a lot of us we don't we say that we worship Allah, we claim to recognize His Lordship, but we don't get past that rububiyyah, we don't get past the Lordship of Allah. Our uluhiyyah, our 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 عبودية, our ibadah, our worship is the worship of our own conceit, our worship of our own nafs, our desires. Have you not seen the one who takes his own conceit as a God? So many times what we claim is God's love of us and us living in his plan and doing what he wants is in reality our own narcissism. It's our own conceit. It's our own inability to deal with our faults and to live past them, not live in them. So I want to live in them because they're comfortable and they please me. And so I don't want to admit that I have disobeyed Allah. So I'd rather say Allah wanted me to do that. Now this is not new. The Mushrikeen said this to the Prophet. If God had wanted, we neither we or our forefathers would have committed shirk, would have associated partners with God. But we have a role to play in the choices that we make. Yes, وَمَا تَشَاءُونَ إِلَّا إِنْ يَشَاءَ اللَّهُ رَبُّ الْعَالَمِينَ You don't will anything except that God has willed it. He willed everything into existence. Everything in existence was willed into existence by Him. But for but does He want us to make those choices? Does He want for us the bad? No. Because if he wanted to, he would have just willed every everyone to do what was pleasing to him. But in that, there's no test. In that, there's no struggle. In that, there's no improvement. In that, there's no ability to grow. So we live in a closed system. We live in a we live in a system with determined, n- numerous, predetermined outcomes that we have the ability to choose from. And so while those outcomes were determined from outside of the system that we're in, we did not set the parameters of the system that we live in. We make decisions within the parameters of that system. Like when we drive on the, on the road, we have the ability to park our car in the middle of the highway and we have the ability to drive more than the speed limit. And within those two parameters are a lot of choices that can be made based upon traffic and weather and, uh, uh, you know, need and all these other things. You know, need to, to get somewhere. All these other things. And so, we have to take responsibility for our own actions and not blame our actions and the outcomes of our actions on others and claim that had they only done something else, then everything would have been different for us? Because when we do that, we're worshipping our own narcissism. We're we're, 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 we're worshipping our own conceit. And then we claim that it's God love well God loves me and he loves everybody and love 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 and every everybody talks about love everybody says God loves me but how do you know that? maybe he doesn't the question is are you doing what God loves and is pleasing to him <laughs> Say to them, O Muhammad, if you love Allah, then follow me. He will love you and forgive you of your sins. So the question is, or should I say the statement should be, I'm doing my best to do what God loves. Not everything that I do is what God loves. In the first, we're saying, what did my Lord, the creator of the heavens and the earth, say that he expects of me in any given instance? And in the second, we're saying, my conceit and my desire is what the Lord of the heavens and the earth wants. So in reality, we're not worshipping him. We're worshipping our own conceit. The Imam al-Shafi'i, rahimahullah, he said, يَطِيرُ فِي الْهَوَاءُ أَوْ يَمْشِي عَلَى الْمَاءُ فَلَا تُصَدِّقُوهُ حَتَّى تَرَى مُتَابَعَتَهُ لِلنَّبِي صلى الله عليه وسلم If you see a man flying in the sky or walking over water, then don't believe him until you see how closely he follows the Messenger of Allah. Now we don't see many people nowadays flying in the sky and walking over water. But what we do see is a lot of the smoke and mirrors that are very very apparent online on social media. You know, really is the really is the, the the you know the the magic of the age. Where people are are just, you know, entranced and enchanted by the f- by watching other people's fake lives and by posting their own fake life. And so, you know, you you see somebody online and you put them on a pedestal and your heart becomes attached to their image and their projection and what they project about themselves. And you project, you project that image onto yourself and you project your own image onto others. So why is everybody else bad? Well, everybody else is bad because if they had only done something different, my life would be, so, would be much better. But why am I living my best life? Because I'm trying to live like X, Y, Z, Instagram model or YouTube's YouTube creator or whoever else and this happens even with you know popular opinion um, holders and popular speakers in the Muslim community you know somebody meets you in public they say Joe you're such a jerk yeah I am because I'm a human being because maybe when you walked up to me in public and I was trying to take my kids to get ice cream I was just trying to do a normal thing and I don't want people following me around maybe maybe or maybe i'm just a jerk maybe i'm a bad person and you projected this idea that i'm the most positive and wonderful person you've ever met because when you read something that i post i you you're inspired and you feel that it's wonderful and inspiring but i don't post it to try and be wonderful and inspiring i post it because i have a duty to pass along the information that i was given the knowledge that I learned, I have a duty to pass that along, regardless of whether I am a nice person or a mean person. And so it's very important for us to not live in someone else's moment that they've created for us, and live in someone else's moment that we've created for ourselves, but live in our own moment, to be mindful of our situation. And that's the second lesson that we can take from these verses. Iblis said, Lord, because of you misleading me, I'm going to mislead your, I'm going to adorn everything in this life, that adornment that we see, everybody, you know, with their fake hair and fake makeup and fake appearances and, you know, well-primmed and prepped and coiffed, you know, selves online um, is part of that false adornment that comes online that comes from that life online you know the prophet you he heard a man speaking eloquently speaking not only eloquently but facetiously and he said inna al bayani sihra." some forms of speech are magic he didn't say this to praise the man a lot of people make that mistake they oh, they hear a great khutbah or a great speech and they go oh, mashaAllah inna al bayani sihra." there's some forms of speech that are magic That's not the use of that term. That term is to say, no, there are some people that are magical with their speech and they'll try to take you astray. They'll try to mislead you with sweet words. And all forms of communication now are like that. So, you know, the lesson that we have to ask ourselves from this is, are we living like Iblis? Lord, because you misguided me. And I'm going to live in that moment forever where I chose to not prostrate. I'm going to live in that moment forever. And I'm going to ruin the moments of everyone else. Or are you are going to be like Adam? Yeah, I had a bad moment. But you know what? Allah destined that moment to happen. And I'm here and now. And I'm moving forward. So Adam won the debate with Musa. You know, thinking about it like this. Think about it if you played soccer as a kid or played some group sport and there was an irate parent at the game and they got mad and they threw a drink onto the field and one of the refs came out and argued with the parent and then (laughs) called off the game because some parent came out and ruined the game for everybody and you lived your entire life saying you know what because someone ruined my game ruined my soccer game you know what every time i see kids playing soccer i'm just gonna run on the field and shout at the referee so that they can know what it feels like because you know what people have got to understand what it means to be disappointed and be angry in life that type of vindictiveness is not healthy and you're living in a moment that has passed You're not living in the here and now. You're not being mindful of who you are, where you are, and why you are. But you're living in someone else's moment. You're living, and even if that someone else is your narcissism or your conceit that you're worshiping and saying that it's God's love. Your love of God is by following what he loves and is pleased with. And your love of God is your love, the the action of your heart, which is a result of your knowing who he is through his beautiful names and excellent attributes. But your love for him is your compliance, submission, and willfulness to make what pleases him that which you are doing in life and is pleasing to you. So, number one, what are the lessons can we, ta- that can-, can we take from anything that happens in our life? Number two, are we being mindful and living in our own moment, not in the past that has gone, and not in the future, someone else's false moment, but are we living right now? And then lastly, have we taken time to think about the situation that we were in or are in and review and become objective about what that means for our life. You can only control yourself. You cannot control others, you cannot control their actions, you cannot control what they say, you cannot control what they do. Even the Prophet ﷺ would say, al You only are here to convey the message, right? You are not here to force, to overlord, to lord over people. So you have to ask yourself, you know, every day, am I living not just with intention? Because a lot of people live with intention. It's just bad intention. They intend to do bad. They intend to cloud their lives with lies and say that everything that's in their life is because God favored them. And they don't know that maybe God just gave them a rope to hang themselves with. But you have to say, have to, do I have conscious Positive intention to do the best with what I'm dealing with that day. The best with the emotions that I'm dealing with. The best that, with the resources, with the wealth, with the health. There are two blessings which most people are cheated out of, cheat themselves out of health and free time. So, you know, some of the salaf, Rahimahumullah, would do muhasaba they would and and muraqaba they would take they would have a self accountability session every morning and a lot of times we talk about following the salaf and you hear people say following the salaf and the importance of following the salaf and all they talk about is the rejection of innovation and bid'ah and the refutation of innovation and of interpolation and misinterpretation and that's important But they fail to realize that the same salaf that were talking about those things were also the most worshipful, the most obedient, the most dutiful, the most self-reflective, the most contemplating as well. And so the salaf would set aside time. Umar radiallahu anhu, it's narrated that after Fajr, every day after he finished his adhkar, he would go into business with his own soul, go into a joint venture agreement. I'm providing you capital which is my body and my salvation and you're going to do the work today so make be, make the best business decisions that you can because you can win it all or you can lose it all." This is what he used to say, Ibn Qudamah, Rahimahullah or it might have been Ibn Josie I don't remember, said that every person should look at every second that they have as a treasure chest and say to themselves what am I filling this treasure chest with and what will I get when it is open for me on the day of judgment I am making a long-term deposit right now in this very moment I cannot make any I cannot change anything that happened in the past and I do not know what's going to happen in the future but what deposit am I making at this very moment when I open this chest on the day of judgment will I find gold when I open this chest on this day of judgment will I find coal When i open this chest on the on the day of judgment will i find nothing and be disappointed ask yourself with positive conscious intention what is the best that i can do at this very moment and do not dwell in someone else's moment that they have do not dwell in a moment that has passed and do not dwell in somebody else's moment that is in the future and is unknown and probably Never going to happen. Dwell in your own moment, right here and now. Ground yourself, Dr- ground your feet on the earth, place your head in the stars, and worship and work towards the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Adam received l- l- words from his Lord, was inspired with words from his Lord, and so he repented. Upon him. Ask yourself in any given situation: Am I being Iblis in this situation, and blaming others, or am I being Adam, and rep- working to better myself? That's it for for on Sundays. Thank you for listening. I do hope that you have benefited. And if you like this podcast, then please share it with your friends. And I will see you on Wednesday, inshallah, for the next installment of Words and Wisdom Wednesdays. جزاكم الله والسلام عليكم